you know, back in 1994, I got really depressed. And I, there was an event that triggered it, but I just couldn't seem to get out of bed. I didn't care. I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to live. And I remember that because it was uh, the O.J. Simpson, when he got, you know, the race, the, he went down the highway in the white Bronco, and they were chasing him, and I'm like, wow. And the whole trial, I was in bed watching the entire trial, the whole time. It was about 16 months. I literally was in bed almost all the time. I didn't barely eat. I didn't do anything. I just kind of laid there and felt sorry for myself and watched soap operas. Amen. The young and the restless. Amen. And I can't even really tell you what's wrong, what was wrong, but it just, it was a trigger to something disappointing happened, and it just set me on a swirl, and my mind was just in bondage, and I wasn't saved, so I didn't know how to respond rightly. I didn't have anybody around me who could help me, and I just could not shake it off for like 16 months. Finally, how I shook it off was a friend of mine, his name was Nick. We were friends on the college paper, and, you know, he was like, come on, he collected comic books. He was into X-Men and all this stuff. And so he's like, come, you're coming with me to the comic books. He's like, no, you're going to like it. I'm going to teach you. So then he was came and got me every day and took me out to eat or went to the comic book store or whatever. And finally, I just snapped out of it. I had to change my environment in order to change my mindset. And sometimes that's how it works because I did not know the Lord. But my experience was extreme. But listen, Depression is common demand. Studies show that people typically have multiple episodes of depression over the course of their lifetime. It's not just a one-time thing. It might not be a major depressive episode like what I faced, but they go through maybe seasonal depression, or they go through depression after some kind of loss, loss of a job. Maybe they feel poorly about themselves. And during these episodes, there's symptoms like sadness and emptiness and hopelessness. It can make it very difficult to function when we're overwhelmed with these oppressive and depressive emotions. But as Christians, you know, we have an answer. His name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. But depression can be a mood. It could be changes in the brain, but can also be a spirit. And really, in a way, it's easier to deal with a spirit. Bam, because you can just cast it out. But the reality is, if you keep thinking the thoughts that you thought when you entered into the depression, that spirit will just come right back anyway. So the way that I deal with depression in people when we're trying to help people is we want to deal with it from the thoughts life, but also from the spiritual side. Because there's a natural and a spiritual side to this. And if we're not careful, we'll leave people worse off. People can be worse off than what they started. The good news is, is that Romans 15, 13 tells us that our God is a God of hope. Amen. He can fill us with joy and peace and believing. So, Father, I take authority over this atmosphere right now in Jesus' name. I break every assignment to steal the word out of people's hearts today in the name of Jesus. I come against that witchcraft in the name of the Lord. And I break the powers of every oppressive spirit in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to open our ears and let us hear the word of the Lord that sets us free. Help us, Lord. Locate us where we are and take us where you want us to be in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. You trying to get a picture? You want me to come down there for you? All right, you got it? You want me to pose? Did you get it? All right. So let's talk about depression. Hallelujah. 
let me bust a myth. Let me just bust. I didn't say bust a move. I said, let me bust a myth. Let me bust a myth. Some Christians believe that if you have faith, you, you'll never get depressed. That's a lie from the pit of hell, and that is a lie to keep you in condemnation. The enemy wants to keep you beat down and beat up so that you can't get up, but you've got to do what other Christians did. David, here's the thing. David, Elijah, Job, Jeremiah, how many, how many think these were great men of God? They all suffered from depression at one point or another in their life. So if David, who never lost a battle, and Elijah, who organized a showdown at Mount Carmel, and, and Jeremiah, if these great men of faith walked in bouts of depression, we should not feel bad about it. David said this in Psalm 3, verse 6. He said, I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? He said this in Psalm 6, 6, I'm worn out from sobbing all night. I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. I mean, this is a man that was not happy. This was a man who was facing emotional instabilities. This was a man, though, who knew how to cry out to God. Psalm 13, 2 and 3, how long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? This was a man who had great highs and great lows. This was a man who defeated Goliath, but he went through seasons where he could not defeat depression. But eventually he came out. Why? Because he kept his eyes on Jesus. Even in the midst of his depression, he kept crying out to God. Even in the midst of the sorrow, he kept looking at the one who could provide the way of escape. And it's hard to do that when you're depressed, especially if you don't know the Lord. Quite frankly, I don't know how people who don't know the Lord, I don't know how they make it through life. I don't know how they do it. It's hard enough as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not easy. The enemy, there's a target on every one of our backs. The enemy wants to take us out, and he wants to use our emotions to do it. Watchman Nee said the enemy's number one weapon against us is our emotions. And depression, it's paralyzing. It just leaves you with, it's like it influences your will to where you just don't care anymore. And when I laid in bed for 16 months, I didn't care. I did not care. I didn't care that I wasn't going to finish college. I didn't care. It didn't move me. It didn't motivate me. It didn't bother me. I was just trying to get through the day. I would sleep 14, 15, 16 hours a day. That was how I got through it. I went to the escape. But the problem is that's not any way to escape because when you wake up, you're still depressed. The way of escape is Jesus. He'll always be the way of escape. He knows the way through the depression that you face, and he will lead you through. But it's this good fight of faith that we're fighting. It is a fight of faith. Just because you have depression doesn't mean you don't have faith. That's a lie. You can fight it, but you need to do a few things we're going to talk about today. You need to give God something to work with. you got to put your hand to something because he wants to do it for you. But there's some things we've got to put our will with his will. And even if we're not willing, we can ask God to make us willing. God, I don't want to live this way. I don't know what to do, but you know what to do, so I'm just going to cry out to you. And when you get too, hmm, too deep down to cry out, that's when other people can cry out for you. Depression is the second most common mental health challenge today. The second most, anxiety is the first, depression is the second. One in nine people in America take an antidepressant. 
One in nine. That's more than 10%. Depression comes from the Latin word that means press down. It's a chronic, unrelenting heaviness in your soul. It's beyond sadness. It's beyond sadness. When you're sad, you can still function day to day. But when you're depressed, it becomes very hard to function. It becomes very, you just don't care. It doesn't matter. What's the point? I mean, there's degrees of depression. There's like a mild depression. You kind of, but then there's that deep, debilitating depression. And Christians face it. Sometimes it's, listen, sometimes it's a spiritual depression, which they call John the, John the Cross, and they call the dark night of the soul. But sometimes it's a natural depression. And we also need to discern between that, but that's a whole other story. So it's a chronic, unrelenting sadness. You sleep too much or too little. You don't find joy in the things you once loved. You have no energy. You know what you need to do, but you don't have the will to do it. You struggle to concentrate or regulate your emotions. And it all has, to, and it has nothing to do with your faith in Jesus. How many have ever heard of Charles Spurgeon? He was from the 1800s. He was a tremendous, he goes down in history as the prince of preachers. He'd be like T.D. Jakes today. This dude could preach, man. This dude could preach. He wrote all these books. He was a revivalist. He saw mass salvations. He was one of the most effective ministers of his day. He preached hundreds of sermons all around the world and to tens of thousands of people. He had the first mega church in the body of Christ. He wrote this. Because he had depression throughout his ministry. He wrote this. If you're listening, say amen. Amen. He said, I could weep by the hour like a child and yet not know what I wept for. He was depressed. But let me just say this to you. If you're depressed, there's nothing wrong with you. What do I mean by that? I mean, because when we're depressed, we start thinking, man, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just snap out of it? Why can't I just smile and rejoice? Why can't I just pray my way through? Why can't I? There's nothing wrong with you. Something wrong is happening to you. The enemy is attacking you. Something happened perhaps when you were a child and the memories of it are just starting to come up and it's throwing you for a loop, but there's nothing wrong with you. You are in Christ. You were created in his image. You are seated with him in heavenly places. You are a victor. You are not a victim. Amen. Jesus, help me today. This is Jennifer LeClaire. I hope you enjoyed that portion of the message. You can watch the rest of the message at www.ahop.online. View the message throughout the week. Become an official Web Church member. Go deeper with me. Get into the virtual life group, my virtual prayer line, my virtual pastoral advice, virtual prophecy rooms, healing rooms, and deliverance rooms, and so much more. Get official at ahop.online slash webchurch. Or watch the messages through the week. They're free to watch. Just register at ahop.online.